Hello and welcome. I am so glad to be connecting with you today, welcoming you here today. I'm Cassandra Ray. I'm the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual White Rock in the Lower Mainland, British Columbia. And we're, we are a learning center of practical spirituality. So we practice and teach tools for transformation, for authentic self-expression and conscious living. So wherever you're at on your path, whether you're soaring or struggling or both, <laughs> we are so glad that you are here with us today. And as we begin, I would like to respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional and unceded territory of the Coast Salish nations, including Kwikwetlam, Tisleiwatooth, and Stalo First Nations. And so let's, let's begin by grounding in the heart and in truth, spiritual truth. I invite you to turn within and just noticing your breath and just arriving in this infinite ever-present moment. Wow. When I stop to think about it, it's such a miracle that this present moment just keeps unfolding and unfolding and unfolding. And so bringing the full attention to the here and now, I also recognize that there is a power a creative power for good that is unfolding as this universe, that at the center, the core of everyone and everything is this one power. I know that it is deep and unconditional love, that it is such joy and peace. Wow, the ways in which it gives of itself to all life everywhere, I take this moment to remember that this gift of the one life is, is being given to me right now. And so I take a moment to accept that power, to accept that gift. And it's in this conscious awareness of my oneness with source and with all life everywhere that I send out a blessing to each one tuned in right now. I bless each one wherever we're at on this day, knowing that there is a love underneath that is wanting to be known. And so what I affirm and accept of this time together is that this love makes itself known in just the right and perfect way for each one of us. Each one of us hears or understands something at a new level that moves us closer to that expression of divine purpose that's planted within each one of us and what a joy it is to connect. And so I just simply invite this gratitude to fill the heart. I'm so grateful for the clarity that comes from today. I'm grateful for our musician Theta and the gift of her voice. I'm grateful for Tamara guiding us in meditation. I'm grateful for Two holding this awesome technical space for us. And I'm grateful for Georgia, our practitioner who helps 
who helps with the structure of our time together today and grateful for each and everyone who is here now adding a unique energy and presence that creates a, 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 an increased expression and experience of truth and love today. What a blessing. And so it is with this, this open and full heart that I welcome this time of expansion and connection of growth and curiosity. And I simply let it be. I step into this experience knowing that it unfolds exactly how it is need, how it needs to today. And so it is. Okay, so last, you know, now we're in the second week of January 2021 and lots of people set New Year's resolutions or goals or intentions and, and you know, like who's still committed to them? <laughs> Right. It's so easy to to set them um, and it's it's not so easy to live them. Um, there's this natural kind of goal setting cycle that can happen. So, you know, in that kind of initial setting phase, you're like really excited about new possibility and you're like, yes, I'm going to do it this time. This time is going to be different, you know, and you're so committed and excited to it. And then, and then you get into the middle, excuse me, the middle of goal setting is when now it's your time to follow through. And so if you do follow through, even if you have slip ups, but you overall kind of follow through, then you, you build confidence and, and self-esteem and, and you're just and pride in yourself, you know, and you achieve your goal. And then you're kind of set even to, you know, set, you know, new goals. Uh, but in the middle, if you don't follow through, and then you it kind of just like fizzles out, you know, the opposite happens, you can like lose confidence and and stop trying. And sometimes it reinforces maybe negative beliefs you have about yourself or your ability. And so then you might not even want to set goals anymore because like, what's the use, right? And so knowing that this, there's this natural cycle. Last week um, in my talk, I talked about how one of the biggest barriers to successfully you know, using the creative process to manifest in your life is the inability to feel the full spectrum of the human emotions, right? Because, because limiting beliefs feel like crap, <laughs> right? They feel like shame and guilt and remorse. And so all the feelings we kind of don't want to feel. So if we can't feel those emotions, then sometimes we can't actually get through what I call the messy middle. We can't get through that messy middle because these limiting beliefs come up and they feel gross. And so instead of addressing them, we push them away. Well, this is why we use RAIN, which um, you can listen to last week's to, to talk to, it, uh, it comes from this book, right? Uh, Radical Compassion by Tara Brock. And um, in it, she teaches us about rain. Just do a 
really quick recap here. You know, the first step of RAIN is the R to recognize what's happening. You just begin to notice what's happening. And the A of RAIN is to allow it. So you actually allow yourself to feel how you feel without trying to fix or change and also without judging or criticizing. Now, I don't know about you, but when I kind of feel the, the unwanted emotions of, of self-limiting beliefs, I don't want to allow them. I want to like reject them, criticize them and like change them right away. But it's really interesting, you know, if you simply allow them, I have found inside myself that they actually have less power. And, and so just kind of giving them some space. And the eye of, of it is investigate, right? What are, you, what are you believing and what are you needing? So you kind of just like check it out. And then the nurture, the N is nurture. What are you willing to do for yourself? Or what are you willing to say to yourself to nurture yourself through these emotions? Now, I wanna just like, before we go any further into this, I also wanna just pause and give a caveat that um, I've really simplified kind of like the goal setting process, right? Like you either follow through or you don't. And of course it's not that cut and dry. Um, and I also want to recognize that sometimes we don't follow through because we're actually being called to like set a different goal. And I think it's important to be willing to kind of be present with that, or we're called to receive support. Like we actually need help processing. And that's actually what today is all about. Today is about um, venturing into this messy middle. Okay, I know that this is what I want. Um, but now that it comes down to it, I'm noticing there are some self-limiting beliefs that are stopping me from actually moving forward. So this chapter in Radical Compassion that we're looking at this week is called Releasing Negative Self-Beliefs. So that's what we're doing today. We're releasing negative self-beliefs. And, and there's so much in this book that we're not gonna touch upon. I'm only kind of pulling out bits and pieces of it. Um, so you, if you can, you know, get it from the library or the bookstore or listen to, listen to it. Um, it's, it's a really super powerful read. And I wanna start by reading a story for you. It's story time. <laughs> I love story time. So I'm just gonna read to you. Oh, and so does uh, Tara Brock. She tells lots of stories in her teachings and her podcasts. You, they're wonderful. So I'm just gonna read you a story from the book. I'm on page 57 for those who wanna read along. A traditional story from Polynesia captures the ultimate cost of obeying our fears and self-doubt. In ancient times, a revered tribal leader went regularly to the river to shed her skin. Each time returning to her village renewed and invigorated. But one day things changed. Instead of floating away, her old skin got caught in a bit of driftwood. And when she returned home, her daughter ran away from her in fear because this raw skinned new person 
no longer looked like her familiar self. Finally, unable to comfort her daughter, the woman went back to the river, found her old skin and put it back on. And from that time on, the story tells, humans lost their power to rejuvenate, to live and love fully. They became mere mortals, entangled in fears of failure and the need to cover over their flaws. So Tara Brock says, and I'll read just one more sentence. The old skin that is most difficult to shed is our core belief that something is wrong with us, that we are deficient or flawed. Wow. That we are deficient or flawed. So it's, it's no wonder. <laughs> <laughs> it's no wonder that we don't always follow through with our goals, right? Because we're not just achieving something or creating with the, you know, using the creative process. We're actually taking off an old skin and living in a new one, right? And that's, you know, even if it's a dream, something that you really want to manifest that you're really excited about, it's still, it's like, we're still needing to do that vulnerable process of, you know, the letting go and, and being, you know, kind of trying out this new skin. I don't know, it kind of reminds me of like, have you ever got a new outfit that you actually felt was like such a stretch for you? You really loved it, but you're like, can I actually pull this off? Right. And, and, and it's like, right. Um, you know, it's, it's like that. It's like, and then are you do, you, do you have enough courage to actually wear it in public? You know, and then the first person you see might, might be like, I don't know, someone like your mom who says, what are you wearing? <laughs> you know, and then you're like, oh crap, I knew I couldn't pull this off, right? Because, you know, honestly, um, sometimes um, there are hidden benefits to kind of keeping the old skin, which doesn't make sense, right? Because you want the new skin, you want the new skin and, and you really want to achieve these things, but sometimes there are benefits to not, to not taking off that old skin. So I wanna just, um, Tara illuminates some of them in her book and she says on page 58, we keep our old skin to fit others' expectations. The experience of a flawed self can be comfortable in its familiarity. And jumping over to page 59, she says, our negative self-beliefs, even when deeply painful, often give us a sense of certainty, orientation, and control. Wow. You know... Right now in the world, we might be being called to like really create something new, but with so much uncertainty in the world, you might actually be more prone to kind of hold on to old ways of being or old negative self-beliefs because they're at least certain. There's at least some certainty. And you know, our limits are really being stretched right now. Like how much uncertainty can we actually live with? 
But this is why we are practicing rain right now. And, you know, I'm sure this book was like years in the making before it came out, it just came out at the end of like 2020. And so it's such a gift right now because it's going to help us stay present with this rise and fall of the emotions inside of us so that we actually can move into new possibility. So one of the things that Tara Brock teaches us in this book, in this chapter, is that thoughts and beliefs can be real, but not true. And this means that thoughts, your thoughts and beliefs can have a real impact on your life and on your experience and whether or not you follow through or what you do or don't do. But that doesn't mean that they're true. So this is an important distinction, right? Because thoughts and beliefs, they create a map of reality inside of you. This is coming from Tara's book. And she says that these maps of reality, that some of them are really helpful. And, and I'm just choosing my own like personal example. So like a really helpful map of reality for myself is like, oh, I'm a morning person. So I'm going to schedule my writing from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. every day. That's like a really helpful map of reality. It's a really helpful thought and belief about myself, right? But then there are, you can also do harmful things with those maps of reality. So, so just for example, you know, something that could be a harmful map of reality for me is, you know, oh, I can't write in the afternoon or the evening because I'm a morning person. I can't write in the afternoon or evening. Or what about if I don't publish a book, then I'm a failure. Or the only thing that makes me a true writer is if I'm published. Right. Like, so there's some other maps of beliefs inside that are harmful. And it's so it's not that the maps of beliefs are inherently bad or wrong. It's just that are they helpful or are they harmful? And so we really need to kind of pay attention to them. And you can change the stories you have about yourself and others when you stop believing that everything you think is true. <laughs> So it can, it can be, a, you know, so liberating if you're like, oh, I'm thinking that, but it's actually not true. Um, or just paying attention, paying attention to whether or not it's true. Actually, I'm bumping my desk here, but I want to, um, uh, I'm going to read to you from page uh, 61 here. It can be life-changing to realize I don't have to believe my thoughts. They're just thoughts. Any story you have about yourself is not the same as the unfolding reality of what you are. So here's what Tara Brock says that you are. You are the ongoing life of your senses, the tenderness of your heart, the consciousness that right now is seeing or hearing these words. Yet because our beliefs are continuously filtering and interpreting reality, we mistake our stories about ourselves and the world for reality itself. Understanding real but not true can free us from this prison. And practicing RAIN provides space, awareness, and compassion 
that empower you to make new choices, that empower you to show up how you want to show up, that empower you to follow through with what you really want to follow through with. And so I want you to think about what is a negative belief about yourself that is most likely going to derail your progress, that's most likely going to stop you from actually doing and being who you want to be. So this is kind of, this is a little bit of a homework practice assignment here, because we don't have time to like go through this as a process right now, but I want you to identify what is kind of like the belief that's probably going to stop you. And here are three questions that Tara Brock gives us to consider. And they are just so powerful. And the first one is, who would I be if I didn't believe this about me? Who would I be if I didn't believe this about me? Hmm. Question number two is, who am I if I no longer believe you know, and fill in that blank of whatever that, that belief is. Who am I if I no longer believe this limiting belief? So let me, let me think of an example to pop in there. Like maybe, you know, something that has occurred in my life is that, you know, I have to like prove myself or I have to do everything to prove myself. So the second question is, who am I if I no longer believe I have to prove myself? So you pop in your own limiting belief there and explore. Who am I if I no longer believe I have to prove myself? And this third question is, oh, and this is a good one. This third question is, who am I if nothing is wrong with me? Who am I if nothing is wrong with me? I don't know about you, but I get pretty stuck in my stories about myself and what's possible. And, you know, sometimes we think things about ourselves that we would never think about other people. Like super hard on ourselves, but we would never be that hard on somebody else. And so something to think about is, would you ever think your negative self-belief about, about God or about your higher power or spirit or source would you ever believe that negative self-belief that you have about yourself? Would you think that about God? Well, guess what? You are an expression of God. And so I want to read to you from Living the Science of Mind. I have this really old copy. This must be from the 80s, right? <laughs> um, but I want to read to you. And I've, I've adjusted this quote so that I, I'm, I'm actually reading it to you. So when you listen to this quote that I, I've made changes to the pronouns here, I want you to imagine that I am reading to you that Ernest Holmes, the author of this book, is speaking directly to you. So at the center of your being, there is a divine person, a unique incarnation of God. 
This is the source of all real inspiration here and here alone at the center of your being is the real creative power. The question is whether you are living from this center or whether you are thinking of yourself as detached, separated, divided, alone, and inadequate. You have direct access to the infinite presence, the universal person. There could be no more beautiful thought than that the divine spirit itself, infinite as it is, is also within you. So as you navigate this messy middle, remember that you don't have to believe every thought that you think, that you can create and write a new story, and that this power of the infinite presence within you is way stronger than any negative self-belief you might have. You can be free, and practicing RAIN can help you find and experience that freedom. So your job this week is to tend to spirit as you. Tend to spirit as you. And so it is.